At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Rich Eisen Show. This is Seismic News. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Samuel has told the 49ers he wants a trade. Man, I got mind control over Debo. There's only one complete player at this position like Debo Samuel, and I just said his name. Debo. Today's guests, ESPN NFL reporter Jeff Darlington, senior NBA insider for The Athletic, Sham Sharinia, plus actor Colin Hanks. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Yes, it is. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on this very busy Thursday in Los Angeles, California, on The Rich Eisen Show. One week from today. We're going to get answers in the National Football League draft because it's going to go down in Las Vegas, Nevada. I will be there on the NFL Network set for an 18th year. But for the moment, uh, I'm here uh, on this program. (laughs) Um, This just in breaking news, I'm sitting in this chair on the set of the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, And one of my favorite people uh, on the planet, uh, the actor Colin Hanks, is going to be here in studio in hour number three. I can't wait to chat with him. He is a delight in every possible way. And his new show... Um, that he's coming in to talk about uh, is called The Offer, exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. It's about the making of The Godfather. I mean, my gosh. I've heard of that movie. I've heard of that film, yeah. So (laughs) he'll be here in hour number three. Sham Sharania uh, is going to be here in hour number two. He broke the story last night that Jay Wright is uh, retiring from coaching after 21 years at Villanova. Um, And uh, he just broke moments ago that Ben Simmons will, in fact, um, will, in fact, return uh, to action for the Brooklyn Nets in game four of their series with the Celtics. And uh, that's now 2-0 Boston. Um, so he'll be joining us uh, and uh, jo- joining us shortly on the program, Jeff Darlington of ESPN. He broke the story yesterday that Debo Samuel called him or he called Debo. They had a chit-chat and Debo's like, yeah, let it be known that I'm, I want to trade out of San Francisco. I don't want to be a 49er anymore. Um, and then we found out that he had given that news two weeks prior to all of this. Actually, it's been bubbling beneath the surface, and we'll talk to Jeff in about 18 minutes' time. But for the moment, uh, we say hello to you on Peacock. Uh, if you are watching us, I've got um, uh, for those who are listening to us, <clears throat> I'm wearing this uh, fantastic, what would you say, yellow, gold sort of uh, sweater that's well, going on right now? It's a little beige-ish, oh, beige. tan, maybe It's tan. a very beige, yeah. beige day. Um, yeah, I'm tanning my sweaters these days um you know uh i'm just also just showing you here that uh, that 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 man has not ended uh as i'm sitting here on the on the rich eisen show set 
talking to you, whether you're listening on Sirius XM Channel 85, um, the NBC Sports Audio Channel, or this Rich Eisen Show Terrestrial Radio Network. We always appreciate uh, all the affiliates coast to coast who say yes, we will uh, have this program in the ear gates of our P1s. And then also um, those listening on Odyssey, our podcast on the Cumulus Podcast Network, the latest episode of Just Getting Started with Susie and Angela Kinsey of The Office. We've got a great soundbite of how she got started uh, with NBC. That'll be coming up later on in this program. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show for everything that you may have missed. We'll also play an excerpt of the latest episode of the Rich Eisen Show basketball podcast yeah. that was uh, recorded in this here studio for your listening and viewing want uh, pleasure on our YouTube page. Uh, just yesterday, dropped just yesterday, and um, uh, good to see you, Chris Brockman. I'm just and, googling pictures of Marcus Smart looking at his hand. Okay, very good, Jay Felly. Good to see you, sir. Hey, how are you? I'm well. Yourself? T.J. Jefferson has already lit the candle. Uh, the day after a very busy Philadelphia sports day, Jay Wright retiring. The Sixers going up 3-0 uh, in Toronto with uh, their MVP candidate Joel Embiid making a a big three point shot. To quiet the Toronto crowd, kind of you, at the buzzer-ish. Uh, you know, there was a tenth of a second left. You had to particularly enjoy that moment happening in Toronto, I imagine, <laughs> since the ball did not bounce on the rim a couple times. It actually went straight through the net. TJ, you had to enjoy that last night. It did not suck. And then Sham Sharania, who broke that Jay Wright story uh, last night, uh, breaking that uh, Ben Simmons is returning in Game 4. So there's a lot of Philadelphia sports on the brain uh, on this program as uh, the NBA playoffs getting more and more fascinating. But we start uh, here on the Rich Eisen Show today with the story that blew up yesterday, and that's Debo Samuel telling the 49ers he wants out and then letting that be known uh, publicly through uh, Jeff Darlington, who's joining us here shortly. And since we're all confused, because it seems to be working out so incredibly well for a guy who is an all-pro wide receiver now uh, for a team that drafted him in the second round and has tailored a lot of their offense to his remarkable skill set to be not just a matchup nightmare, but a business decision when he's either catching it or running it. And um, and so when we get confused, we fill the void in the media. We fill the void or we're searching for answers. And a lot of answers are coming back from the information community. Um, Like three different answers as to what's up, why he's not happy. Three. One of which the Niners can address and one of which they cannot and one that kind of leaves a bit of a conundrum that I think the Niners can eventually address. What do I mean by that? Let's start with the one thing that we're hearing about Debo Samuel wanting out that the Niners cannot address. They cannot fix it. There is no way that they can fix it. And that's Debo apparently wanting out because he's from South Carolina and never wanted to play on the West Coast. That's something the uh, Niners aren't going to (laughs) fix. Geographically impossible. That is ba- that's basically it. They're kind of settled <laughs> on, on Northern California. That's that, that's a settled issue. That's not changing. They can't. I mean, look, if he's uh, a guy who never wanted to go there and and doesn't want to be there, homesick, and he wants to be closer to home, wants to be closer to family, wants to be closer to friends, and and has the ability to change his scenery. He just saw Devonte Adams change his scenery and Tyreek Hill change his scenery. Maybe he wants to change his scenery. That's something the Niners cannot fix. Uh, one thing the Niners can fix, if it's about money. This is about money, that's fixable. They got that. Niners have that. 
I mean, shoot, uh, their 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 uh, cheer component is known as the gold rush. I mean, look, they got uh, they got money. There's gold in them on our San Francisco 49er hills. Is it about money? Uh, uh, maybe so. If this is a business decision, then the Niners eventually can address that. And the fact that this is not addressable right now, I don't know why. You know, Adam Schefter was reporting, and he was one of the folks reporting today that it's maybe a geographical problem. He just doesn't want to play out in San Francisco. Uh, Adam reported uh, the day before Darlington connected with Debo Samuel that the Niners would pay him yesterday, would pay him today, would pay him tomorrow. It's Debo is holding him off. So why is Debo holding him off? Maybe because he wants out because he can't live on the East Coast. Or it's the third issue that we're hearing. This is what Tom Pelissero mentioned yesterday, among others, including Ian Rappaport, my colleagues from the NFL Media Group. Doesn't want to run the ball as much as he's been running it. He doesn't want to have the contact at the position if he's running it. And it kind of makes sense. As you know, the odometer for running backs in the NFL runs fast. Runs awfully fast. And then when you hit that, the mileage hits 30 years old, see you later. Adios. Gone. You're seeing 30-year-old receivers more and more often now. Um, And Debo wants to be one of them. And if he does play into his 30s, that means a third contract. He's on his first one now. He's going to get his second one shortly. And then you want a third one? That's great. Running backs for third contracts? They don't get paid Mm -hmm. like Devontae Adams or Tyreek Hill or Stephon Diggs. So business decision makes sense right there. Because normally he's a business decision for the defender, right? He's making a business decision right now, potentially, say, I don't want the wear and tear of being a running back. And I'm, I'm kind of confused by this because when we had Debo Samuel on this program, Okay. When we had him on this program, it was November 23rd, 2021, a Tuesday after the San Francisco 49ers had just beaten the Jacksonville Jaguars Okay, for their second win in a row. And Debo had just led the team. He had just led the team in 79 yards rushing. And I, I, I asked him that day where I asked him that day about whether he sees people making business decisions and turning down the contact from him. He kind of shined it off and said no. But if they want to just basically throw their bodies at him and good luck, I'll just run straight past you. So I asked him about all of that. And fascinatingly enough, the conversation later on turned to his relationship with his head coach, Kyle Shanahan. Because again, if he feels he's being used too much, he certainly didn't sound like he was upset with his head coach who's been using him too much as a running back. I asked him about his relationship with Kyle Shanahan on that Tuesday, last November. Man, Kyle like have a have a great relationship from from when I stepped here until now it's just 
we've just been building ever since I was a rookie. And, I mean, every Monday or Tuesday, I always stop by his office just to have, like, casual conversation. And even him and Mike McDaniel as Wes Welker, those are the three guys that I stop by every Monday and Tuesday on, like, our off days just to chop it up with them, just to see, you know what I'm saying, where we headed at this week for his plays and going there with Wes and see, you know what I'm saying, what he sees on the defense end that, that we need to attack as a receiver group. So have you already had that conversation with him on this Tuesday? Is that right? Uh, no, I, I really just walked in the building and I oh, okay. came in here. So, so as I leave here, I'm going go in there and chop it up with all Okay, guys. so what, what's on the agenda? What do you think's on the agenda? I have you? no idea. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I don't think you have no idea what's on the agenda. Cal is our offensive guru, so you know, you never know what to expect. So, I mean, you just got to go in there with, a, with an empty mind and just whatever he puts in. I mean, he's been doing a great job with calling plays and getting guys in the right position to make plays. So, I mean, I'll put all my trust in him. So, uh, what what do you like to do if you're given a choice? Run it or catch it and run it? What's your favorite to do? I'd rather catch it than run it. Why is that? Because uh, if I catch it, I, I, I got way more space, you know. I mean, it's, it's really not a preference, but I preferably like to, to catch it and run. He prefers to catch it and run it instead of running it, is what he said. And earlier in the conversation, he pointed out that he was a running back in high school and then converted to wide receiver when he got to South Carolina. So, didn't sound completely at the time like, yeah, I don't want to be doing that anymore. Maybe the reason why he didn't sound that way, though, he's not going to just... Look, when, when when athletes appear on this program, they're not sworn in uh, uh, <laughs> like they are uh, giving testimony, right? right. So, <laughs> but, <laughs> but we always try and go inside numbers and try and make you smarter. And the NFL Network top-notch research staff sent out a Debo packet, if you will, when this news broke yesterday. And this particular item was at the top of the list, and I bring it to you now. In his last 11 games... The last eight regular season games and three playoff games that Debo Samuel played for the 49ers last year, 38 catches, 80 rushes, 80 rushes, 38 catches, three rushing touchdowns, uh, three receiving touchdowns, eight rushing touchdowns. The first 33 games of his career, 149 catches, 34 rushes, 34 rushes in his first 33 games of his career. And then his last 11 games, eight regular season games to finish up the regular season in three playoff games, 80 rushes, 80. And guess when that 11-game stretch start? Two days before we spoke to Debo Samuel on that day. (laughs) (laughs) When he led the team in rushing yards against Jacksonville. We hang up the phone from Debo, and maybe when he starts going into those meetings with Mike McDaniel and Kyle Shanahan and Wes Welker, he's talking to Wes Less about receiving and he starts seeing more and more touches at the position running it and running it and running it and then maybe when it's all said and done after the season despite all the accolades he is appropriately received for being such a slash nightmare he sits down and he talks to his agent and he see the numbers and it's just like okay this happens again and again and again you might not get that third contract. And that's why I believe this is all a business decision. Because Kyle Shanahan's smart enough to know that, you know, sustainable maybe for the next couple of years. And maybe 
you know, Debo gets the sense that the Niners and the coaching staff do not care about his odometer. They're just going to try and win a championship with him, and that's the end of that. Maybe that's the reason why he wants to get paid and what have you. But that's why I think the Niners can eventually address this problem, this 19 problem, with dollars and cents. Maybe Debo won't care about the time zone difference if he can afford the fastest private PJ home, right? Or all of the usage. If he knows he has got the best contract of anybody who plays the position out there. Or something that we still don't know about makes this difference irreconcilable. But I think when it all comes down to it, we're talking business decision. The finances and I still can't believe the Niners would just trade this guy away in the next seven days because they feel like okay we just need to get him out of here I I would be surprised if that happens I really would and I'm sure that John Lynch's phone's ringing off the hook and I'm sure a lot of teams are making their play right here again if one of them's the Packers I would love to have that phone tapped when Matt LaFleur calls up Kyle Shanahan. Maybe you should call him on draft day, just like Kyle Shanahan called Matt LaFleur on draft day last year, saying, hey, if your quarterback's available, I might, you know, I've got to do my due diligence, even though we just gave up a ton of draft capital to get into the third slot of the draft tonight. But I'll, I'll you know, if, is, Aaron, uh, is Aaron free? Maybe LaFleur calls up Shanahan on draft day. Is, is uh, Debo free or what? I think it's a business decision. But I figured we'd parse it all out for you best we can with numbers and what we've already heard from Debo. What do you think? 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. When we come back, we're going to talk to the guy who talked to Debo and try and make heads or tails about this. And he's also the guy who broke Tom Brady's retirement-ish. So there's a lot to talk about (laughs) with Jeff Darlington, don't you think? Of the worldwide leader in sports. I wouldn't miss this. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial for a conversation here on this busy Thursday edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL Draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests 
guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show with our terrestrial radio outfit, along with NBC Sports on Peacock and NBC Sports Audio, Sirius XM Channel 85. Quite the scoop from our friend Jeff Darlington of the Worldwide Leader in Sports yesterday saying he spoke to Debo and Debo says he's told the Niners he wants out. Joining us here on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line to talk about that and everything else a week before the NFL draft is Jeff Darlington. How are you doing, Jeffrey? Well, hello, Rich. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. So, um, Debo call you? You call Debo? What happened? I I mean, Debo. (laughs) I called Debo. Okay. All right. All right. Nice little chat. Hit him up, and then he's just like, "Oh, by the way, I want to." I, I told the Niners I want out. That's right. Is that what it is? is it a little. That's right. Little before hanging up. Little crazy. by the way. I was, call, I was calling about something else. <laughs> 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 All right. So, so he. So, what? What gives? What can you? What can you share with us, Jeff Darling? Well, yeah. Look, first of all, this is something that has been sort of percolating behind the scenes for. Uh, several weeks at this point. Um, so the, the team had already been sort of aware that this was coming. Uh, it was basically to the point where Debo, I think, just really wanted people at this point, after you know, washing his social media of uh, any reference to the 49ers, taking it a step further and making it clear that he does, in fact, want to be traded. Um, I understand that comes with a lot of questions. Debo didn't necessarily want to expound at this point on his reasons. The one thing I will say, I think he's, he's it's a little bit of a double-edged sword because I know he's frustrated right now that the narrative, um, the narratives that are floating around, basically people kind of guessing why he wants out. For instance, like he doesn't want to play running back anymore. I think those kinds of things are a little frustrating to him, although he also doesn't necessarily want to. You there? Jeffrey? Uh oh, I think that was a Bluetooth. Did he get to his car? Is that what happened right there? Oh yeah, he might have gotten his car, and then it automatically switches over. Uh-huh. If you have Let's see. Of, we'll we'll, we'll tap dance thing. a little bit and Let's see. Just wait for and the then, you, and then it pops up on the screen, and you have to click switch it back to hands free. Right. I know. Yeah. Sounds like he's panicking. Any second now, the Katy Perry right, song will let's, come on. Let's do this. Let's uh, let's try and put him back on. Since oh, you there, oh, Jeff? Oh. Yeah, you got me. Oh, no, 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 oh, my God. Okay, so... Did you lose me? Yo, absolutely, 100%. <laughs> what, was I, what, was blathering, what was I blathering on about? No, you were talking about how Debo doesn't necessarily want to play. Like, like yeah, that running, yeah, he doesn't want to run as much anymore. And so, but that's what helped make him an all... That that's, so that's the thing. I don't know that that's necessarily the case. I don't think it's about necessarily being a running back. I think he's still fully... Um, willing to to do all those things, I, Adam Schefter on our air yesterday reported that it, it, one of the factors is as simple as him just not wanting to be in San Francisco and wanting to instead be closer, not necessarily closer, but just a a, a world that reminds him more of his home in South Carolina. I know, and I don't want to go too far into that because I think that's something that Debo should have at some point expound on because that's a pretty personal thing. And I know what people will say as soon as. Um, that comes out of my mouth, which is you get paid millions of dollars. Do it where, do it where you have to do it. Um, 
And uh, that's where I think this thing probably gets a little more personal and probably reaches the point where Debo himself at some point will have to sort of explain those feelings. So, I mean, and that's that's the issue here, Jeff Darlington, is is obviously the why and, and how things can get rectified. That's one thing that 49ers most certainly cannot rectify. They cannot right. rectify where they play football, where they're located as a franchise in the National Football League and one with several trophies in the case, I might add. Um, so, in, including one that almost happened in Debo's uh, first year in go-round in this league. So, um, how, how, if it's not the running back thing, and and let's just say it might be the the close to home thing, can't can't money fix all that potentially? So, so you, you would think, right? And and I totally get the logic behind all this, and that's where I, I want to be careful because I don't want to put words in his mouth, right? Um, that that he hasn't put in my ears, and I I at this point just know that the 49ers really want Debo on their team. Um, they really recognize his value to their organization, uh, what he brings to the table. They're trying and have been trying to do what it takes to keep him. I don't get the sense that Debo is going about this um, with animosity, but I do get the sense that he very much has his feet on, in the ground on this. I, I personally don't see him budging, to your point. If some of those factors are things that the 49ers cannot rectify or remedy, um, that's a that's a difficult task to overcome. Hmm. So, is this essentially potentially a race between now and draft day f- for the 49ers to get him to be less homesick? Is that uh, honestly what it you, could you possibly think, be? I mean, I, I I do sense though that the 49 again I, I understand that to the rest of us this is new to the 49ers it is not um, so. You know, this is this has gone down a, a pretty distant path already at this point. Um, that's not to say that they won't continue to try, um, but I do think that everyone senses that the draft is now one week away. And if you are going to remedy this situation, to to in in the in the way that means Debo leaves the 49ers, uh, it's going to be a lot easier before the draft than it is after, because after the draft, no longer do we know what kind of picks you're trading for until this next season completes itself. So, again, that comes with a whole different set of complications um, than, than the current scenario presents. Well, I mean, if he wants out in a, in a way that, you know, the, the Niners just can't rectify, right, by changing right. their address, uh, wouldn't you counsel, I mean, it, this is just you and I talking with everyone else mm-hmm. listening in, I guess, uh, Debo to come out and say, this is not about my usage. This is not about all those mileage uh, at running back. Because um, if I'm trying to trade for Debo Samuel and I'm willing to give him the contract and I'm on the East Coast and I have the ability to get him closer to home, like, say, Baltimore, <laughs> which would be dynamite wow. with him, right? Yeah. Let's just say, or the Jets, you could throw them out. He's further up the coast from from South Carolina. Mm-hmm. But you want to talk about an AFC team that's as close to South Carolina as possible, Baltimore is probably raising its hands right now. Man, that's pretty hot. <laughs> furiously ra- ra- raising their hands right now, right? So um, wouldn't you counsel Debo to say, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll play running back. We, we can have a conversation about all of that because I, if I'm going to use all this capital, I want the Debo that I've seen the last several years. That's the guy I want, you know? I would imagine those conversations are happening. Um, and again, that's, that's where this gets – like, for instance, yesterday I know Debo had put out a tweet and then um, – deleted it after 
when he said that, you know, reporters are just going to make up stories and uh, then everybody was coming at me like I didn't talk to the actual Debo Samuel. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Someone said, uh, are you sure you talked to Debo Samuel Samuel Jr.? (laughs) Like, uh, I was like, yes, I was speaking to the right person. He was not referencing me when he said that. Um, That being said, you know, I I, I know that, you know, his expression there was basically that he doesn't love the narratives that exist about why the reasons that people are coming up with about why he wants out. Uh, and again, there's only one person who can necessarily fix that, and, and that is Debo at this point. But if he can fix that behind the scenes, no harm, no foul, eventually the truth will set him free. And, that, and I think that, that that's fair, and that, that could prove to be the case. Well, the problem Choose is behind – the problem, the problem with behind the scenes, though, Jeff, is have the yeah. Niners actually given – um, his agent, Tori Dandy, and him the permission to, to make this known um, to Good people? Question. And I don't know the answer to that. Um, I, I do know, the only thing I can tell you is that the 49ers are very aware. Um, they are trying to do their best to remedy the situation, but I do know that the way they'd best like to remedy that is to keep Debo on his team. So to what extent they're going to facilitate a trade, I don't know at this point where they're at. Mm. But the phone must be ringing. I mean, John Lynch's phone must be. He must turn it off, I would imagine. I mean, he's such a valuable player, you know? <laughs> and it is interesting. I had one head coach tell me yesterday that Debo's best, um, you know, the, the, the best quality of Debo is his versatility and his ability to play running back and wide receiver. I think the question that teams are now going to have to ask themselves, are we okay paying upwards of 25 to $30 million a year for a player that might not be Devontae Adams as a wide receiver, but has a complementary skill set that makes him different than any other player in the NFL. And there's got to be a team out there that says yes. If I owned it, it uh, uh, that team would be it. <laughs> I mean, I mean come on. I, don't know. I mean, we're spitballing here, uh, and this is pure speculation, just us talking about it, but you're right. Like the Ravens, the team that has just been trying desperately every single time a wide receiver hits the market, to land that guy, I mean, Debo with Lamar Jackson, Forget it. that's dirty. <laughs> Correct. Fact. You're not, you're not stuttering. That, that, that would be dirty, and we have to look up uh, rules in the, uh, in the rule book to see if it's fair or not. I agree. <laughs> no, the two of them meeting at a mesh point, and then maybe Hollywood Brown taking the top off of a, a defense totally. because everybody's focused on, on the play action um, in the backfield. I mean, and then and then if one of them gets the ball, one of them's going to run you over, and one will run right. You know, uh, that's right. Run that run through you and that he should be. Uh, which, it, you no. know, a speedy number two guy. I mean, all I know is I don't even know. I'm not even looking at what kind of draft capital the Ravens have. 14th. You know that better than I've me. got it right here in front of me. They've got the 14th overall pick, and then they've got a second round pick too, 45th overall. I don't know if they give up both. Do you um, want to pipe in, uh, John? Do you want to go three-way, John Lynch? Yeah, let's FaceTime John Lynch. I'll, I'll turn him into Julio Jones on this live uh, television show. Uh, if you want to just... Straight. We could get we could pop Debo on, too, if you want. Oh. If Debo has something to there you say. Go. <laughs> Make sure that he's cool with this. Sure, and I'm sure everybody else would be, too. You should definitely do that. Um, get Brady, too, while you're at it. Can you get Tom on the horn, too? Are, are you, uh, is he playing? Is he retired or is he playing right now? Well, let's get into that, too, right here. Uh, Jeff Darlington on the Rich Eisen Show. So when you broke the story that uh, that Tom Brady was retiring, 
um, back in the back in the day. It feels like a year ago. When was that? I know, right? It was uh, it was championship weekend, right? It was yeah. going into that, and and everyone's kind of like, "What's up with that?" And he and never forget it. Of course, I'm sure you won't. So, uh, what, what do you think? Was he was he uh, thinking of joining Steve Ross's ownership group at that time? What do you think of that story that Boston Globe and and uh, our our friend Florio has put out there quite a bit? Yeah. There is definitely fire to the smoke. Um, no question about that. I think it's a little, we have to be a little bit careful of of trying to connect dots. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of pieces to the puzzle that that don't necessarily need to be connected. And I I, I know that's a weird cryptic thing to say, but what I would say is that certainly um, the relationships between Tom Brady and Bruce Beal, for instance, a minority owner of the Dolphins had created conversations about what Tom would do post-career, and those, it absolutely was about you know minority ownership. Um, the one thing I'd say to that, though, is that there, wasn't a de- there was not a deal in place. It wasn't done. Um, and would it have gotten done? I, I really don't know. I don't know. But I do know that when Tom retired, it wasn't just about that. Um, there was a lot of things that were weighing on him at that point in terms of just his thoughts about um, whether, for instance, like he didn't want to come back and it, and it turned into a big farewell tour for him every single week. Uh, his body was tired at the time. So uh, there were parts of his decision to retire when I was reflecting on them, thinking, man, this doesn't necessarily feel like he's, he's fully satisfied as he, put, as he hangs it up, but, um, but that didn't change the fact that he was, in fact, at that moment, willing to retire if not ready to retire where do you and your reporting stand then uh best you can share uh on uh, brady's thinking at that very time when he initially retired that um he didn't want to play for bruce arians anymore and thus arians is out now that he's back where do you stand on uh, that subject i mean matter? I, I talked to a lot of people about that and i think it's i don't I, I first of all do not think he was retiring under the um for the reason that bruce arians was the coach uh, when he came back and decided to come back, I am fully convinced that he was doing so knowing that Bruce Arians would be his head coach. And I think that that says a lot about where the relationship is. Um, did Tom, over the past two years, become frustrated at times with different elements of game planning and, and the way that things were going? Yes, but he did in New England too. And I think it's very important to remember that. There were definitely moments when uh, – I feel like people were wondering, gosh, does he regret coming down? Belichick was such a more disciplined guy. I can tell you emphatically, he never had regret for one second. And that to, to this day, his relationship with Arians is solid. I've talked to Arians about it himself. Um, you know, they definitely went at it at times. They got into it at times. But generally speaking, uh, I wouldn't say it was any unhealthier than a lot of coach quarterback relationships that exist around the NFL currently that probably everybody thinks are perfectly kumbaya. So the Brady retirement and joining the Dolphins uh, and that, that that did not happen because of the Flores lawsuit. Do you think I, see, that's the thing? I, I don't know that I would go so, so far as to say that um, could it have played a role in it? Certainly, but the deal wasn't done yet anyway. So it's still, I mean, a deal, a deal for minority ownership is elaborate, extensive, and complicated. Um, the ink was not on the paper, and I do know that that wasn't going to 
the negotiations on that weren't going to get intense until after he retired. And quite honestly, there was only really four to five hours that existed between the time that Tom retired and the time that Flores filed his lawsuit. So I guess so, we, we we know for sure Brady does not want a, re, a Coach K type year, right? Like where he's retired and he's, he's going to... not. Okay, and I mean, I, I think he knows that you know, I think he'd prefer, and I, again, I don't want to put words in his mouth. It's right. not coming from him. It's just more what I've gathered over the past year is that he'd love to not talk about it at all. I mean, eventually <laughs> do exactly what he did this year. I know it's such a I, Best I, of I, luck. thought at this point, yeah. 20 years into this, but he truly, I think he hates this part of it. And it's part of the reason he retired was that it was like, I, I just don't want to. And by the way, it's part of the reason when he did retire, he did it through an Instagram post. Like people, you know, like, he he didn't he wasn't trying to make a big deal about even the day that he retired because i think people as much as they think that he is so polished in every regard and he is mm-hmm. the thing that he still cares the most about is just playing football and when he was ready to call it a career he was ready to just say i'm done until he wasn't well, the narrative is, Jeff, that uh, he had a whole big uh, elaborate uh, to do to actually make this announcement. It, right? And that, yeah, yeah and that yeah. you spoil the party. Like, you literally and decided, like, <laughs> I'm just not going to, all these, I'm not going to thank the Patriots because of Darlington. <laughs> <laughs> or, what about, <laughs> That's funny. Or, or that me and Adam drove him into retirement. <sighs> So, power, so power I did not know I held. But in in all seriousness, how, how will his contract conversations that that if he has them or he doesn't have them or what he's going to do with uh, Jason Light right now of the Bucks inform us yeah. of whether this is in fact his last year and what his future plans are, Jeff? Yeah, I think that's that's um, that's what they have to figure out, uh, and I mean that truly. I, I think it's as much of a a, a situation where again. I just think I don't think Tom wants this to be a deal where he says this is my last year, and he, I think he knows that if he, you know, that's it's it's kind of just going to be like that, and he doesn't ever have to say it, and we don't ever have to, you know, formally do the Coach K thing every game or the Dwayne Wade thing every game. But um, look, when he left the field this year for the final time and week after that Rams game, I stood there knowing, kind of deep down in my gut, mm-hmm. that that was the last time I was going to see Tom Brady run out of that tunnel. Uh, I would suggest that anybody who cares about the legacy of watching Tom Brady do the same every time they see him run out of the tunnel this coming season. Appreciate the time, Jeff. Always. Rich, always enjoy talking to you. Right back. therapeutic. <laughs> I never know when I get off the phone if I'm going to be in trouble or not. No, come on. <laughs> Why do people say that? Everybody's accusing me of having an agenda the last two weeks. I have no like agenda. Howard Stern. It's like when celebrities go on Howard Stern and then they hang up and they're like, damn it. No, I, 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 but I don't I, think that happened. I'm just saying. Okay. Well, we're both from like New York. I feel, every time we've I feel my phone questions. vibrate when I'm doing this call against my ear, I'm like, oh, great. Is that a text from no. somebody? No, come on. Said? We're all good. We're all good. I know people back in uh, back in Connecticut, too. If you need, you know, I can I can log uh, on a call. Maybe give it. Maybe, uh, you know, it's all maybe good. So I guess the last thing for you, uh, Thursday night, um, uh, when we all go on the air for the draft, Debo's a Niner? Yay or nay? What do you think? I know that's a crystal Ooh, ball question. That's a great question. Thank you. What do you think? I'd love to see what the Vegas odds are on that one. But I, uh, hmm. I'll i say no. I'll say no. And normally I'd say yes, but this offseason I have been conditioned <laughs> to expect the unexpected. Yeah, man. Any I, other year, Rich, I would say why would the 49ers trade a guy like Debo? They've got to hold firm. Right. This year, I don't, I don't, 
I just I don't believe anything. And Jimmy G still being on the roster with all that money sitting there, that has nothing to do with this right now? No, I don't think so. I okay. mean, Jimmy, I think, is more about the fact that the guy can't throw the ball yet. He's still recovering, and there's not a team that's really going to want to. No, I know that, know. but his money's there, and that money could be, you know, given oh, to. Right. That's what I meant by. No, 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 I, I don't think so. I, okay. I really think this is more than money, man. I, I know that everybody says it's always money. Um, but like we talked about, sometimes when it's more than money, it's a tough one to rectify because money can certainly cure a lot of things. Yeah, does does Jed York call up David Tepper and say, hey, how about we'll go to Carolina, you come to San Francisco, when the first ever franchise swap in the history of professional sports. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? I don't know I'm if trying that's to Tepper out in San Francisco. I don't, I mean, he's got the cash for it. Or, you know. or I'm trying to picture Jed. <laughs> <laughs> Take care of yourself, Jeff. Thanks right, for the I'm call. You know, that's Jeff yeah. Darlington, everybody. Did he just accuse me of being the king of all sports media right there? Did I just hear that? Ba-ba-boo. I mean, we're both we're both G's from New York City, right? Rich, um, once we complete the double-double next month, we will be the king of oh, all that, sports okay, media. Okay, is that right? <laughs> okay, the double-double. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Double fisted with, uh, with with trophies, like, like Giannis. On okay, the yeah, stage. got it. Sure, you know what I mean? understood. Yeah, we also ask questions. We're both on Sirius XM, right? What else? Six hundred million dollar contract. Nope. Um, nope. Let me check on that. What else? Del Tufo mm. in a box. Yeah. Uh, well, Del else? Tufo is he like our Robert A. Bowie? Would you say? Baba no, Bowie. he's well. He's say? like Fred. He's more Fred than Baba Bowie. Yeah, he's right? more Fred. Well, he, he works talks the board. Fred doesn't talk. Fred doesn't talk, but he works the board. So I know, but he's a cartoon he's character there. like Baba Booey is. <laughs> so he's like a combination of... Yeah. This would be his response. Kiss my ass, you too. Well, <laughs> facts. That's too bad. You gotta, if you're not here, I mean, we yeah. talk about you. That's exactly what happened in the last commercial break. Yeah. <laughs> DJ? Hmm. Good to know I got a friend in Jay. Here. All right, let's take a break. Uh, I gave you props. What are you talking you about? Um, props is doing a very heavy lift right there. <laughs> <laughs> take a break. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here Probably. on the Rich Eisen Show. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Check it out, YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. We're back here on the Rich Eisen Show. We just played for our Peacock and Sirius XM uh, audience um, a, an appearance of Kevin Costner in 2019, way back when uh, Field of Dreams was shy of its 30th anniversary on this day in 1989. Field of Dreams in a theater near you for the very first time. Premiered today Amazing. on this day, 33 years in 1989. It's a 33-year-old movie. Love that movie. Come on. And, and now his daughter runs the forum. How crazy is that? <laughs> That's good. Gabby Hoffman in that movie is his daughter. I mean, in Winnington. and um, truly remarkable stuff. Burt Lancaster's final movie. Yep. 
um, James Earl Jones and Kevin Costner, just to name a few in that in that film. Poll question, Chris. I know we do this a lot, but we'll yeah, just we do, do it a again. lot. So let's do it again. What's the best baseball movie? Uh, what do you want on here, Rich? I mean, there's so many to choose from. I guess uh, you got to go Field of Dreams. Feels like Field of Dreams. Feels like Major League kind of has to be on there. Bull and then, Durham. Yeah, Bull Durham, and then you, you know put the, the, the I, final two can just be whatever. I think you should put the Sandlot, even though okay. my my favorite movie is The Natural. I don't know why I can't get I can't get off of uh, The Natural. There's also League of Their Own. The League of Their Own, of their which own. we have, which I, I quoted last week. I quoted last week when Clayton Kershaw came out of the game with eighty plus pitches or eighty pitches mm-hmm. in a perfect game, and I'm like, you got to go for it, man. You got to go for it because the heart is what makes it great. And it's, um, I swear to you, I wasn't planning on talking about this, but I'll bring it up right now. Yesterday, Little League, Coop. Oh yeah, my eleven year old. He did. During uh, during Celtics Nets. Oh, were you watching on your phone? No, it's all, no, I'm, no, I'm watching my son play and pitch. I mean, they're more he important. He pitched. Things. He pitched. Well, I mean, <laughs> and, well, and, and, trust me. Uh, you know, Coop uh, Coop would have also loved to have watched because he's a Celtic fan. Right. He, he wanted to know the score. So um, oh, he's anyway, on the mound. He's on the mound. Love it. And so he got his first multi-inning um, stretch. Love it. First multi-inning. Appearance. Was he on the pitch count? He was. Oh. He was. Well, what do we the idea was pitch count, right, but yeah. you know, it, it it was just there. There is a a hard and fast, one hundred percent, depending on so many other factors, pitch count in this little league. Yeah. But Coop was on just a self-imposed because he hadn't thrown multiple innings yet, either two innings or fifty pitch, pitch count. Oh, his, great! It, so his manager told us this before the game, and I told Coop he was so psyched. He got through two innings in about 30-something pitches. He reached his third inning of work, all scoreless, 56 pitches. Did he start? No. Okay, came in. Okay, a three-run lead now that he got handed. He, he got after his first inning of work, they scored three to give a three-run lead for him to protect, and he kept going. And manager says to me, you know, what do you think? And I'm like, it's, you go for it. And, and, and he looked at Coop. And he's like, what do you think? You got one more inning. It was the last inning, one more inning. And Coop's like, yeah, I got it. Took the ball, got on the mound. Love it. And then had trouble throwing strikes. And they wound up losing the game. Oh, man, bummer. And he was absolutely crushed. Yeah. And here I am, you know, dad, you know, Zan was there trying to help out his older brother, trying to help him out. He was was very upset about it and said that he blew it. And I gave him the line from a league of their own about baseball. If it was easy, everyone would do it. It's the hard that makes it great. And that you didn't blow it. You went for it. You tried. I'm like, what would have been worse? What just happened? Or you saying to your manager, I don't think I can do it. You know, I don't want to try. I'm, I'm, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, then, and then your team lost anyway. What would have been worse? Right. So here I am quoting like a league of their own. That's a good point. Because that is one of the best lines in any sports movie history. It's great. It's great. The heart is what makes it great. That's why we do love baseball. And that is baseball. You know? 
Baseball's hard. Hey, man, it's you're 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 hard. riding high for three innings, and then that fourth one, and you know, falls apart. And there were times where base running, they could have scored more runs throughout the game, right. and you're trying to teach kids that there's a cumulative effect of not playing. You're buttoned up, and baseball is so rich in that type of stuff. Well, just one little thing goes wrong, it can just like game of, the proverbial game of inches. Yeah. But that's what happened yesterday. Oh man. Kind of bringing that all up here now with the the baseball stuff. I honestly wasn't pl- planning on talking about it, but so I guess that's the the, the issue with. Um, Did he ice when he but, got home? Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gotta take care of that arm. But he said, you know, my right arm, left arm feels just the same way. You know, he's eleven. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Must be nice. And here I am. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm limping around because sitting on those benches, all those metal bleachers, you know, and you're, you're yeah. Your posture's not great? Dad, why are you limping? Because I've been sitting. (laughs) I'm surprised you're not pacing up and down. Oh, I did that too. Okay, okay. I've seen you on the phone. I did that. A couple times, Susie Susie told me to sit down. (laughs) So I was blocking people. I was right up against the fence. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) So uh, what do we choose? Sandlot? Major League? Yeah, Bull Durham, Sandlot, Major League, Fill the Dreams. So early, oh, would you early take results, Major League basically. out? I mean... Nah, I have a feeling Major League's going to win. You do? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, we got Colin Hanks coming up in hour three. Talk about all this so later stuff. on when I'm right, you guys can give me credit. Wow. wow. Although yeah. Jeff Darlington just one, said one it's one not time. about the running back stuff. One time he may have been well, right. Jeff was wrong about Brady. So. Oh, no, he wasn't. <laughs> Brady did, in fact, retire. <laughs> Coming up, Shams Charania. Never said the R word. When uh, Embiid made that shot. Oh, man. Oh, I was. I was give me, give me, give me the snapshot. I mean, I was all right. So I'm, I'm first of all, I put on Twitter, right? Remember right at the end of regulation when Sixers called the timeout, there was like 20 seconds yes. left. And B took a shot. Yes. T- Step back three, 23 feet. And I went on Twitter. I was like, there is no way. I cannot believe that that was the play call for him to take a 23-foot step back three. And then, almost in the exact same spot, spot yeah. he won the game. And I was like, then retweeted, well, what do I know? And by the um, way, by the way, how about Doc calling a timeout because the possession wasn't going so well? Fires off the timeout to reset. And then the inbounds left. for that, and then he jars the shot. Yeah. Let's give it up for Doc. Yeah, I was, I was like, nine-tenths, we're going to get a up. good shot off. I, and I, I'm not giving it up Gotta Doc. give it up. He oh got incredibly lucky. Or well, or the fact is like this: the Sixers did shot. not. You don't want your big man shooting a twenty-five foot fadeaway. All of, read all the well, quotes uh, after uh, the game, uh, and you can handle you it. Good. I'm sorry, you're good. Read all the quotes after the game. They were all saying that that's a high percentage shot to them. Was MB taking that shot? Man, they're doing the thing. Come on. No, guys. I mean, for, with nine tenths of a second, like, what are you going to get? That was as good of a shot as you could try to like throw it to him underneath the basket. But How for good is he? MB, that Gosh. was just. Then, I, I went crazy in my apartment last night. I thought, I'm sure my neighbors were like, what is going on? Over that there? doesn't eliminate the Raptors in the same way that the Raptors eliminated the Sixers in that building with that three-pointer no, that bounced on the rim a, a couple times. close. But that's like close. Rio. I know. And now, like, now comes the, the doc up big in a series type thing, and yeah. I'm, I'm rooting for him. Well, there's, you know. I'm the go on record. There is zero chance of us not winning this series. Like, zero. I would agree with you on that. Um, also, the Sixers play, didn't play great yesterday. Harden filed out in the yeah. fourth, and they still won. And obviously, you've got to win games like that when you're not playing oh, well. Yeah? So just to see that happen without Thibel, I mean, it, 
I don't know. I, I'm trying not to get too excited. I felt like a game team. that Toronto was going to win the entire way, basically beginning to end. I know. Yeah, that because they had to. to steal it. Was and then the remarkable. Sixers took it. Yeah. It, was, it was a must win for them. I mean, so Gary I was, Trent has been battling an illness all series, and he had a great game. He balled. It still wasn't enough. OG balled. Trent balled. Three. And not a great game from Siakam. Embiid with the game winner, baby. Embiid, I mean, how, how do you, host, honestly, how do you stop Embiid? Like, what do you do? He's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Shams Charania with the rest of the NBA coming up, hour two.